Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I am Chad Russell, co-host. That is Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. And this show you are listening to is called Solid Steps Radio. And if you're listening by accident, we hope you will stick around. Uh, we are a show for men, by men, talking about stuff from a guy's perspective. We have lots of ladies listen, and that's cool. We, we, we talk primarily, though, to the guys. And so we at this, uh, this show, at uh, Solid Steps Radio, we believe that you as men were made with destiny and that you were made to walk with God and you will fulfill your destiny as a man by walking with God through Jesus Christ, right? And that's the real short version of it. And there's many aspects uh, and areas of a man's life. He is a, if he's married, he's a husband. And if he has children, he's a father. And if he doesn't have any one of those, he's still probably a worker or an employee or an employer or a neighbor. Uh, and there's a lot of different areas of life as being a man. And we talk about all of them. We talk about work. We talk about, uh, we talk about sports. We talk about all kinds of fun things. And today we're talking about something that I know nothing about. <laughs> <laughs> which is always dangerous, but also can be kind of fun. Uh, we're, we're talking today about something that, especially in Kentucky. Now, Kurt, would you say Kentucky is a pretty big hunting state? It is. Right? I mean, yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not a hunter, per se. I'm not opposed well, to we're, it. We're working on we're you. Working on, I like to eat, <laughs> but I don't particularly go out. I don't have anything against it. I just, ne- you know. Now, my brother's a hunter, so he'll have to hopefully listen in and make what, fun what, of it. How'd that all happen? I don't know, man. Like, of all of us, my dad's not a hunter. I mean, he's a, he hunted and fished when he was a kid, but he just never became a hunter. That was never his thing. My, my older, my, I'm the oldest, but my two younger brothers, my middle brother, Troy, he's a hunter. Uh, and his kids hunt, so uh, he's he's probably going to be laughing at me. But we're going to talk not just a whole show about hunting, but we're talking today about uh, an, an organization called Hunters for the Hungry. And in Kentucky, they will donate uh, just under 2,000. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Deer this year processed and given to feed homeless and hungry and those who need it. Now, we're going to get to that later on in the show and talk more about that, but today we're going to start off by talking a little bit about hunting. And I've got two hunters in the room right now. Kurt's a hunter, and our guest, Roger LaPointe, is a hunter as well. And so I'll let Kurt introduce How do you guys know each other? Oh, my goodness. Roger, we've, we've known each other for uh, all, nearly 20 years. Yes. Probably. Yes. Yeah, because uh, we, we moved here back in 1999. So, uh, yeah, and we, we've been... We've been out hunting. In fact, you you helped me get my first turkey. I did. <laughs> so what's the story on that? Oh, you know, it was kind of raining. It was just you know you hunt turkeys in the spring, and so um, you call, try to call them in, and um, but we weren't having any luck, and they were gobbling over here, and we were over there, and and so Roger and I we're. we're <laughs> I'm just laughing because a grown man just said they were gobbling over there. We were gobbling over here and making gobbling noises. I'm sorry. I just... You know, uh, Chad, it, I, I need to take it. We need to take him out turkey hunting. We, we should. We, we, can also do need, we also need to take him out deer hunting because, uh, but, but anyway, we, he helped me uh, kill my first turkey, harvest my first turkey back, I think it was like 18, 19 years ago. Yeah. And we've been buddies, and uh, Roger helped me start the wild game feed at uh, Southeast Christian Church, and and we've just had a blast uh, ever since. And we we've gone out deer hunting, and you know the things that. So anyway, welcome to the show, Roger. I'm, I'm <laughs> yakking around here. It's great to have you. I'm glad I'm glad to be here, Kurt. You know, Roger uh, married to Kathy, and uh, you guys have been married how long? Uh, twenty years now. Twenty years. Yeah. Golly. 
So, uh, so we were talking yesterday about hunting, and, yes. and we were talking about this show. And we're going to talk, like I said, more about Hunters for the Hungry, how you may be able to help out, what their organization is about. We'll talk about that later on, but let's talk about something else. When you, I, I'm fascinated by the idea of when you when you get a deer, when what's the terminology when you kill the deer? <laughs> what's it called? You uh, the the proper technology for would be to harvest okay, the but, deer. Ha- no. Political <laughs> correctness, yes. Okay, so the deer's dead is my point, right? Yes. The deer is laying there. You've got it. First off, I've heard people say, I got a deer and I had to go track the deer because they, when you shoot them, apparently they just get upset and they keep moving, right? <laughs> they're, they're, they don't just stop down and give up. They keep going. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, how often will you shoot a deer and you don't find the deer? Like, you know you get it. And they just keep going, and you can't find them. Does that happen pretty often to you guys? Um, I mean, not a lot, but I mean, yes, it can happen, and you hate that because what what happens is that the meat then, if you don't find it, the meat spoils, and we don't get it. You feed the coyotes and uh, all the other rascals out there. Right, right. So when you get a deer, whether it's with a rifle or a bow and arrow, or not a car, or <laughs> hopefully, but so when you get a deer and you know that the deer is now down. It is a dead deer. How do you know it's a dead deer, by the way? Have you ever gone, have you ever come up on a deer and it wasn't dead? Yeah, uh, I, actually, I um, I have a, a picture on my phone of a guy who killed a huge buck and he thought the buck was dead and he went to grab his antlers and just about, uh, the buck just, you know, really, really whacked him good with the antlers and cut him up pretty, pretty bad. Roger, you? Have you ever uh, come upon a deer you thought was dead and wasn't? Yes, I have. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, I, you always strive to, to do a good, clean, humane shot, of right. course. But uh, you always walk up to them and you always check their eyes. Okay. And if they blink, obviously right. they're not dead. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you do then? Do you have another, you have to put another round in them at that point? I mean, yeah. I'm assuming? Yeah, basically, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the deer's down, the deer's dead. Now what do you do? First thing you do is field dress it. Okay. What, when I when I hear that, what does that mean? That means taking the internal organs out. So uh, that's one thing that would spoil a deer is to get the internal organs that would uh, rupture or whatever okay. and get into the meat. So basically, what what you do is you make a slice along the body cavity and mm-hmm. take the internal organs out. And what we what I do, I've got eleven grandchildren, and what will what will uh, end up doing is. Uh, uh, I turn it into a biology lesson, basically. I was going to say, he said he's got 11 grandkids. I thought he'd just have all the grandkids just gather around and say, boys and girls, just jump in there and rip it all out. I mean, is that... <laughs> well, you, you got to take a little more effort than that. I mean, it's it's a it's precise cuts. You don't, wanna, you yeah. don't want to uh, rupture the stomach. Right, right. You don't want to... Uh, uh, the intestines and stuff. Yeah. You don't want any of that getting on the meat to spoil it. So, so you so, treat it like you... You're buying it from Kroger, basically. You want you want the best product you can. Okay. So so when you open up a deer and you you just reach in there with your hands and just pull it on out, or I mean, what do you do? You put on some gloves. Okay, that's good. Good idea. <laughs> and, I mean, not yeah. always. It depends. If you forget your gloves, then you right. just gotta you just gotta go for it. So but, you, you um, just gotta know which parts. But but you know, it's he's exactly right. I mean, I you know when Drew was little, I I would um I would say, okay, here's the heart. You know, and, and it, it really is a, uh, a great biology lesson. And it, it really, again, uh, we always try to use it as an opportunity to point to the creator. Right. And uh, 
Right yeah. here, and right. that's another thing too. And one another thing too, when we get in the stand, we'll always pray, and we always pray that we do a humane kill. Mm-hmm. And then when we uh, take the take the animal, we we pray over the animal too. That thank you for this, thank you Lord for blessing right. us with it. Right. So we're good, we're going to eat it. I mean, that's so what we do primarily though. You're getting all the stuff out that you're not going to eat. Is yeah. That, is that right? Yeah. Okay. The right. innards, the innards that you yeah. don't yeah. eat. And. That you told me the other day, that's where other animals will come in and feed off that stuff, right? Oh, yeah. The okay. turkey vultures and whatnot. Okay. Coyotes. And so you've got it, what is it, field harvested? Is that what you call the harvest? Okay. Yeah. So you've got all the, the, the guts and stuff out you're not eating, right? Right. And now, what do you do with this? I mean, how much do these deers weigh? Uh, a mature doe is probably anywhere from 70 to 90, 100, 100 pounds. A right. mature buck. The male would be about anywhere from 90 to 150. Okay. So you've got now literally dead weight. How do you get that deer from where you are in the middle of nowhere back to finish doing all the harvesting and the cutting of the... You call your buddy. <laughs> <laughs> or you have a four-wheeler or you have uh, a, a little two-wheel cart that we, as you get older, you learn the easier tricks of the, the hacks to be able to get uh, it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so you, you literally take the deer after now, and, and it's harvested with all the... Everything that's on the deer now is the stuff you're going to use yeah. for the most part inside to eat the meat, right? It's intact. Right. And then you're taking it now, and you're putting it on the your truck, wherever you're taking it, and now you're taking it to the processor, I guess, the, 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 the deer processor, to do their work. And you told me the other day, and Roger, you confirmed, the amount of time it takes to get the meat off of a dead deer is how long? Oh, uh, if you're... If you've done it for a while, like the group of guys I'm with, anywhere from, uh, I would say, 45 minutes tops. We can take a deer, completely take the hide off of it, and then uh, debone uh, it, debone it, cut it up into packages, uh, and get it in the freezer within 45 minutes. Which it, was it really yeah. amazing to me yeah. that it takes that little bit of time. I thought it would take days <laughs> to do it. You thought it would take hours and hours and hours. I didn't know. <laughs> but if you grind it or make it into sausage or something, it could take a little bit longer. But, you know, yeah. but as far as getting into steaks and hamburger, it just it doesn't how, take that long. How much of the meat of a deer is edible? Like how much of the of the of the what's left after you take out the the innards? How much of that is like okay, this is all edible, whether it's a fillet, whether it's ground. I mean, it, on a typical like a doe, mm-hmm. uh, if if it's a, if it's a seventy eighty pound doe, we'll get about forty pounds of meat off of it. Okay, that's edible. So about maybe half of the. Uh, yeah, about okay. half. I mean, you try and, and you try to use all of the meat mm-hmm. that's on the animal. Okay. I mean, gotcha. As as, as clean as you can get that clean off the bones i mean that's really what you want and you know i mean i I know there's folks who who take actually take the bones and use use it for stew and yeah for soup okay well we're going to take a break and come back and talk a little bit more just a little bit more overview of of harvesting a deer but we're going to talk about rogers here he's a president of harvest for the hungry which means taking all of this and and actually processing it for those who need to eat and don't know where their next meal is coming from so we're going to take a break We'll come back more to talk more about uh, Hunters for the Hungry here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to the second segment of Solid Steps Radio. I'm Chad Russell. That's Kurt Satter. We're here today with Roger LaPointe, who's president of Hunters for the Hungry. And we're talking today about deer harvesting and deer donations and how that helps 
the homeless and or the hungry here in the state of Kentucky. And uh, if you uh, need to have some processing of your financials at your bank accounts and you need to get somebody else who knows how their way around your bank accounts, you can go to LNN Credit Union. They have been a local lender here for decades, and they care about you, not just your money. So if you're checking accounts, business, personal, mortgage loans, second loans, you name it, they can help you out with your financials, Ellen and Credit Union. And if you're going to go hunting and you've got to be able to see that deer about 200 yards out and you got to hit them, you got to have good eyes. And Vision First helps you with your eye care. Vision First is a local eye care. They've got locations all around Kentucky and southern Indiana. And they're expanding and growing, and Rod Rollo and his crew doing a great job. They take care of my eyes, and they take care of yours as well. Not just your sight, but also you as a person. So we want to thank uh, Vision First for also helping out. So first segment, if you're just joining us, we're talking, we talked about how to harvest a deer. That is a foreign language to me as far as what Chad, that we're, means. And we're going to work on next year, okay. this next fall. All right. We'll have to tape that, make a show of it oh while we're out. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I, I love to eat deer. I just have never, you know, never went hunting with it for them. So we, we talked the first segment about, you know, when you get a deer down, how do you harvest it and what does that mean? And and so we're here with Rogers talking more about uh, hunters for the hungry and, and how hunting has been an instrumental in his life and other men's lives and how not only it can be something that we use for enjoyment and sport, but also how to help other people. Yeah, so I mean like Proverbs 22:9 says, a generous man will himself be blessed for he shares his food with the poor. And that's really the whole heartbeat behind Hunters for the Hungry, right Roger? That's correct. I I mean um so when you became president, what, last year? Last year when I retired from uh, rest care, I was asked to become uh, the executive director for Hunters for the Hungry and you know, I prayed about it, and uh, the, I think the Lord kind of led me in this direction. Since I was been involved with Hunters for the Hungry since 1988, when uh, Mike Ullman first uh, started the uh, Hunters for the Hungry out of his taxidermy shop in Shively. And so, and so, and, and the whole purpose behind Hunters for the Hungry is, well, you know, we're blessed with such a large deer herd in the state of Kentucky. I mean, it's you know, we're knocking on we're knocking on about a million deer here in, in the state, and we've got a surplus of deer so what can we do with the animals that the lord has blessed us with and basically we can share it with the hungry and that's what mike's group decided they wanted to do and then uh, reached out to the hunting community and asked if we would donate deer and we started doing that and we've been doing it ever since and 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 you <clears throat> literally has have helped feed uh hundreds of thousands of meals is that right? Is that, that right? That's correct. I mean, in here in Louisville, <clears throat> Dare to Care is one of our recipients, a big recipient of it, and that means Wayside Christian Mission, uh, the healing place here in Louisville, and uh, it's it reaches all over the state that way. And a lot of ministries that we uh, uh, donate to, and it's a lot of it in, in small communities that are reaching it. Salvation Army in E Town. Uh, uh, outdoor uh, backwoods outdoor ministry uh lindsey wilson college they have a soup kitchen that we've brought on this year really and uh, the students run it and they uh they feed the homeless there in columbia in adair county oh, that's incredible uh, all the lord is just stepping in in so many different ways to, to help us take this and it's you know even though it's a, a secular organization it's it has so many implications for faith-based that uh in so many churches and ministries are involved in this it's unbelievable you know, Roger, um, I, I remember years ago, 
there a lady called me up and she was kind of um, questioning uh, this whole thing of you know harvesting deer and and she how can you you know how can you you know shoot these deer and I said hey we we really are are harvesting these deer to to truly take care of those in need and that was the, really the heartbeat behind hunters for the hungry to to t- truly feed the homeless oh yeah the, <clears throat> there's the statistics on this is staggering once you start looking into it as far as how many children go to bed each night hungry it's it's staggering and how can that happen in a, a, a state like we have that has such a surplus of of deer so so roger um the Department of Conservation, um, our Fish and Wildlife, uh, Department, Fish and Wildlife right. Department, they have really encouraged yes. uh, hunters to take an extra doe, an extra deer, to for this process. Well, basically, in, in what we have, what we call Zone One counties, you can shoot unlimited does, and we encourage our hunters to take an extra doe in those counties. And it not only it not only helps feed the needy, but it helps our farmers because hey guess what those deer are eating and that's our crops and so there's crop damage and then also it helps our uh takes deer off the road so you, you don't have to hit them with your car so i mean it there's so, so many different facets that it, it also helps besides just feeding the needy too yeah i mean it's just really yeah, and, 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 it, really, and it, it helps the the actual health of the herd right, right? And, it, it, doesn't yeah, it? We, and we try to keep it keep everything in check so you know uh they did a uh a study there at the Parklands. There's like 147 deer per square mile in the Parklands, which is huge. You mean talking so, about the Parklands here in Louisville? Yeah. Okay. I mean, so for those of you are listening anywhere else around uh, the world or country, so Louisville, Kentucky is a pretty. It's not a rural city. It's a you know it's got its outskirts of it, and the Parklands is a is a park outside on the eastern part of our of our county. And it butts up into a whole lot of, of different forestry, right? So right. did you say it was 147 deer per square mile? Right. It's, it's, you go through there, and we just met with uh, the Parklands people the other day, uh, and it was just incredible how the damage that the deer are doing to, the, to what the ecosystem there mm. in the park right. and everything they're trying to accomplish, the deer are undoing. I think well-intentioned but, but people. Well-intentioned. Yeah, I think well-intentioned yeah. people say, how could you hurt that deer? That's the kind of the Bambi syndrome coming in. How could you hurt this poor deer, right? And, and what we're talking about is never not harming deers, in essence. Yes, shooting a deer is, is, is not exactly on their wish list of the day. But the truth of the matter is... Being you, a good steward. You're trying to help be a good steward of right. the people around you because the deer are harming people in multiple ways. right. And, and they're going to, I heard somebody say one day that that deer is going to die by either they're going to fall and get hurt, they're going to get hit by a car, they're going to get killed by another deer. This is almost the most humane way they could die, one of the best ways they could die. Correct, or disease. I mean, if, right. the, if disease gets in the herd, it's not good. Yeah. So yeah, and, we, and we kind of keep that in check. Yeah, the, the higher the population, the more chances of, you know, of increase disease. of disease. And, and, you know, so really... In many ways, the health of the herd, the, the, when, when the numbers, uh, fish and wildlife are saying, you know, we, we need to reduce the herd number a little bit um, it, to keep the healthy, uh, the healthy, right. healthy. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, and, and to be able to take the deer and then really, you know, use it for a, a really, in a, a kingdom way mm-hmm. to help those in need. That's a good thing. Right. And then what we'd like to do to take this further is uh, 
there is a overabundance of big head carp in the that breached in our uh, rivers and streams now and what can we do to take that fish out of that fisheries that's decimating our our uh, waterways and use them to help feed the hungry too that's our next step oh that's awesome so it's we've got a lot of plans looking forward that's good so so okay so roger let's go back to um you uh the the deer has been harvested you, you you throw it in the back of the truck or on your trailer, and where and then what do you do with it? Well, first, Art, the process is first you take a legally harvest deer. So it's got to be checked in to, by the state, and everything's got to be legal, legally harvested. And then we, what we would like for you to do is to t- make take good care of the meat. You know, if it's warm, put bags of ice in the cavity or whatever, get it to a processor as quickly as possible. So you take it to the processor. You let the processor know, hey, the, I'm donating this to Hunters for the Hungry. Uh, if they're on our list of approved processors, which is we have about 43 right now throughout the state, which we're trying to get more, and we will, uh, they'll take that deer and they'll take the whole deer and they'll grind it into burger, basically, into pound, pound and a half packages. And then once they have uh, done that, they'll call us and say, hey, I've got deer to pick up. And so what I'm doing is in the local communities, uh, there's uh, say Spencer County uh, Food Bank or Deer to Care. They'll, we'll contact them to say, hey, we've got deer for you to pick up. They'll go get it, and then they'll disperse it throughout the, the, the different missions that uh, we serve. So, so the processor who, who uh, cuts up the meat and, and packages it, what do they just do they donate all their time or how does that work no what we do is we negotiate a reduced processing rate for them because you know they're trying to feed their families too it's a business so but they do do a uh most processors charge anywhere from 85 to 100 dollars to process a deer now we negotiated a rate of 65 dollars a deer which is fairly cheap and uh, they got to cover their labor cost so they'll do that and uh once that deer is ground and given to the missions, then the people come in and being as it's ground, it, it'll go a little bit further than just if we give it to them in steaks or chops. You know, that way they can do it in soups, stews, chilies. And uh, what they'll also do is give them like uh, spaghetti, sauces, or things to make chili. So they'll, they'll, the person that comes into the food bank will get everything to make a make a nutritious meal for their family that's good so stuff. it'll feed four to five people out of that one pound of meat wow so. four to five people for one pound of meat and about 40 pounds of meat right right so about 160 meals yeah so we're going to come back and uh, take a break come back in our next segment we'll talk more about hunter for the hungry and some uh, we're not just talking about deer we're talking about people helping people at the end of the day this is not about the deer it's about the people that are being helped on the other end So we're going to talk more with Roger about the organization, different ways they help, and also how you can help if you want to be able to donate money, donate time, donate deer to Hunters for the Harvest, uh, Hunters for the Hungry. Uh, We'll give you more information on that. So stay tuned. We'll be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Satter, we're here with Roger LaPointe of Hunters for the Hungry. And if you have missed the first two um, 
uh, segments, you're missing that I'm ignorant about field dressing a deer. I know how to eat them, but I don't know how to kill them and how to get the innards out. We talked about that in the first segment. And then we talked a little bit more about the history of, of uh, Hunters for the Hungry, and we'll continue to do so and, uh, in the next couple of seconds. But if you missed that and you want to hear it commercial-free, go to our uh, uh, Facebook page. You can go to SoundCloud.com or you can go to iTunes and just type in Solid Steps Radio. And you'll be able to hear it commercial-free. Thanks to our great sponsors like Frank Enterprises. Frank uh, Brothers, those guys, they help you with your septic issues. If you got a problem with your septic tank, you got a problem. So uh, they help you with any kind of water drainage issue outside. Uh, Frank Enterprises helps do that. And uh, we also uh, uh, want to thank uh, Bright Star Home Care. Bright Star Home Care helps you do something that, that many people have a challenge to do. They take help you take loved ones and how do you, from the loved one that needs help once a week to the loved one who needs 24-7 care for the rest of their life, Bright Star Home Care helps people walk through that process. We want to thank both of those folks for sponsoring our show. And I was just reading here and hear about some information about Hunters for the Hungry. That's kyhuntersforthehungry.com, I think. I'll come back and verify that. But here's the information here on the facts that this is hard to really fathom. We talked about how much meat is being processed over half a million meals a year, 560,000 meals. So that's we're approaching now. They're approaching now 600,000 meals in a year. Yeah, and, they, and they've been doing this for, you know, decades. Yeah, founded in 1988, incorporated in 92, I believe, as a 501c. So that's, that's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And we're talking millions of meals that have been fed through the the deer of Kentucky, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Now, now, Roger, like how many um, how many processors help you and partner with you in with the Hunters for the Hungry throughout the state? We have about forty three currently. We just brought this year. We brought on three more. No, actually, four more uh, new ones. And, okay. so. and and you, I mean, your your desire is last year, um, almost a thousand deer were harvested and donated for the for the hunters for the hungry is that right that's correct and you and you are like hey okay how do we increase that right i mean we, we you know how do we continue to bump up instead of 560,000 meals let's 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 push a million meals a year i mean let's move toward that goal right oh wow that's incredible that's impressive yeah um you know, you know roger the, the verse I, that I, I, also just pops in my brain is proverbs 11 a generous man will prosper he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed you, you see this in hunters when they donate don't you i do i mean it's just part of our psyche to give to others i think and, and, and to be the provider that's so. that's that's really cool so so um when you T- tell us a little bit of some of the vision that you have for Hunters for the Hungry in the next year and the next coming years as the executive director. Well, I'd look, really like to uh, uh, get our deer donations up. Yeah, I'd like to increase our pro- I'd like to increase our processor base. Currently, uh, we like I said, we brought in three or four more this year. It's up, we're up about forty three processors throughout the state. We do have some holes, in, especially down in South Central Kentucky, that we could uh, use some more processors. So we're working on getting more processors down there and in, in increase the base. And we'd love to be able to get 
the Zone 1 counties, which is primarily in western Kentucky and along the Ohio River, and able to get some of that deer that's a surplus over to eastern Kentucky where it, it could really be used. Yeah, because there's so, a less... Uh, 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 the population in eastern Kentucky isn't as, isn't no, as be, great. Because of the habitat and terrain, it's just they're, they're not deer just don't thrive in that area, but they really do in our, our western Kentucky agricultural communities. So take the deer, harvest them out of the western Kentucky, uh, close to the Ohio River, get the meat over to eastern Kentucky, yeah. and help those in need. Yeah. First, I want to make sure that our, that our needs are met in western Kentucky and then move it over, and then also take if we can expand into the fisheries, do they use the big, uh, the big car, the uh, bighead carp, and able to use some of that and get that over to Eastern Kentucky as well would be awesome. So, um, so Roger, okay, so um, you you told a story about uh, in in the break, you were telling us about the healing place, and how the meat goes to there, and there was a connection. Right. Share, uh, share with our well, listeners. Basically, uh, I was on a uh, the Jim Strader radio show talking about hunters for the hungry prior to deer season, and Jim had asked me to reach out to a processor in uh, Taylorsville, Taylorsville Butcher Block, and I said, "Well, sure, Jim, I'll, I'll I'll do that." And then the next day, uh, Jay Davidson, who is the founder of the Healing Place, is my next door neighbor, and uh, we were talking, and he brought up the fact that hey, we used to get deer from hunters for the hungry but you know we've lost our prior chef we've got a new one and we've kind of lost that connection i said well jay i can get you some more deer and and then the next two days later i was at the i was at the processor and uh he said well i want to i want to go meet with you all i want to i want to join the program but i want to ensure that the deer is kept local and i want to make sure that someone picks the deer up and i said hey i'm in louisville I can do it. I will make sure that that happens. So uh, about three weeks later, uh, he's had several deer. So I go up to uh, the processor, pick him up, call Jay, and say, hey, I'm bringing you deer. We, <laughs> we meet with the, their, their, their uh, chef there, and he is ecstatic. He gives us a uh, tour of the healing place, and it's just, oh, my gosh, look at what we're, we're going to be able to help. He is – the chef is just beaming. He's getting uh, – all of these deer and the guys are oh man we're going to get deer chili they're just oh they they were just ecstatic and i'm like oh this is what this is what this is all about i mean this is really what what we're about it really, is it really is to t- tell our listeners uh, uh, regarding you know when when a deer is harvested what kind of meat they're uh, they're really getting uh, like well, at it, the end. well you, you, it's the most purest form of meat there is it's all organic there's no preservatives there's no chemicals there's no anything it's just pure meat and so, uh, pretty low fat very low fat very nutritious very uh not very high in fat content at all if you went out to buy this at a local market you're paying some very significant dollars for venison that's a, that's so. pretty cool okay so roger t- um you're saying in the break, uh, Dare to Care, which is um, a, uh, an organization that really helps funnel food to all kinds of different ministries and and agencies, local local places here in Louisville. Yes, that, uh, in this area, that yeah, they're a huge recipient of our, our venison in this area. And they and they partner with how many different people and, and organizations? Oh, shoot. I believe it's. I believe 102 is what I counted somewhere in there. I'll have to check with Brian, who runs Dare to Care, to get the, pro- the great n- the number for you. But yeah, it's a lot. So, so uh, the money the money goes from the processor, um, 
so the, let's let's help our listeners. The hunter goes and harvests the deer. He then he then goes to uh, takes it to the processor. One of our network processors. Processor then takes it, uh, you know, takes care of it, packages it, and then ships it to. Like Dare to Care. Or Dare to Care will come and pick it up from the processor. Okay, Dare yeah. to, and then they, they come and pick it up, and then they then distribute it, it to the needy. To the needy. Right. To, uh, to soup kitchens. Wayside Christian Mission, Healing Place, uh, just Where, Isaiah House. Uh, there are so many do you places. Know about how, are, do you know about how many people, uh, organizations get, get help from uh, Hunters for the Hungry at all? Across the state? Oh wow! Uh, it's got to be hundreds it's, and hundreds. It's, it's hundreds. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now, what can an individual? Um, they have to go through like a soup kitchen right. or like uh, uh, another organization to get the actual meat. Right. We don't. We can, we're not set up to from our standpoint. We're just basically a broker. We I can't give someone deer. Okay. So, but they um, have to go to the soup kitchen. Basically. Got it. Okay. Or the ministry, whatever. Okay. So, so uh, when a person is in need, they would go to like the healing. Well, if if they're involved in the healing place or involved with Wayside Christian Mission, that's how they would get the meat. Correct. Okay. And t- so, uh, uh, and 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 remind our, our listeners again: an average deer would produce about how many meals? Uh, it's forty pounds of meat we get off a of deer on an average. And we figure four servings uh, per pound, so that's 160 meals. 160 per meals per deer. Right. That's incredible. Yeah, so we're going to take a break here in a minute, come back with our fourth and final segment. And he's going to talk about the two biggest needs that Hunters for the Hungry, three biggest needs. <laughs> he just And I, I, I forgot the obvious third one. <laughs> but the three biggest needs, and the third biggest one is the one is actually running around with antlers on its head. They need deers. But uh, the two other needs that they need uh, to really help uh, to, to have their ministry and have their, their uh, organization really help these people. Remember, folks, uh, how much, if you go buy a pound of beef, you, you don't even think about it at the store. You to go buy a pound of ground beef or a pound of anything. You don't even think about this. But the amount of, of deer that are running around, a mi- did you say a million deer in Kentucky only? Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that, I, I can't. That's how many people are in Louisville. Uh, Louisville area is where we're based out of. There's approximately a million people just in the city of Louisville. And then there's that many deer running around the state of Kentucky. I'm surprised there's not more havoc. And there probably is in rural areas that I'm not aware of because we're more of, a, of, a, of obviously a, a, an urban city. So if you're listening right now, we're going to talk the next segment of how can you help. If you know someone who is a hunter and they love going out and hunting and they love it, please tag them and send this to them. We would need their help. We're going to tell you how they can help us on the next segment. So we're going to take a break. Be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment of Solid Steps Radio. We had a good show today. We talked about uh, harvesting deer, but not really about deer. It's really about helping people and uh, Kentucky Hunters for the Hungry. And by the way, I mentioned on the, the website earlier what uh, I didn't have their exact website. It's kyhuntersforthehungry.info. That's kyhuntersforthehungry.info for those folks here in the state of Kentucky where we broadcast. And I'm assuming there's also Hunters for the Hungry type food banks all across the country. So if you're listening to another state, I guarantee you there's somewhere in your state, more than likely, I'm assuming, I, I can't, that's there a big is. assumption, but there's 
people, organizations in every state that takes deer donations. And we're going to talk in this next segment, final segment, uh, which helps sponsored by Ellen and Credit Union and uh, Dan Hart Financial. Dan Hart helps you with all your finances. So if you need to figure out what you need to do with your retirement, whether it's next year or 10 years from now, and how to take the money that you have been given by God to be able to be a good steward of it and just have a good retirement, Dan Hart Financial can do that. And uh, we thank him and Ellen and Credit Union and all of our sponsors for our show. We're going to talk this last segment about the three things that Hunters for the Hungry really need from you, the listeners. So, uh, Roger, you in the break, you said about your grandson shot his first deer. And what and what did he do? He looked at me and he's, he's eight years old. And he goes, uh, <laughs> he's well, eight. Yeah, he goes. Papa, I said, I'm helping you. I'm helping you do your work, right? And I said, Yes, honey, you are. <laughs> well, because now, I, I on the break, I talked. You had mentioned something, Kurt, that you do, and then Roger, you chimed in, and say you do the same thing. When you all go hunting, the very first deer you get, you donate it. Is that right? Yeah, we we, we just uh, drew. He calls me up, you know, and says, Hey, Dad, I got you know, I got one. I said, Well, turn it into hunters for the hungry. Mm-hmm. First, uh, for the first one goes to the Lord. At first fruits, I've done it for years. You, so. I mean, literally, you you shoot your deer, and go straight to hunters for the hunger. The first one always does. Hmm. I, you know, I, I, you know, I think the Lord, um, I think He loves that when when we are when we think about those in need. And uh, I, 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 times I'm, I, I kind of, when I do that, I'm kind of like, okay, now Lord, I did, I did this for you. Would you help me get another one? <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's a bigger buck. <laughs> so in other words, it sounds like the very first thing, the obvious thing that hunters for the hungry needs is they need deer donations. Right. That's that's our the kingpin right there is the hunters in the community and them them donating deer. So and listeners, so. listeners, right now, if you if you are not a hunter, you probably know of a hunter, and uh, if you would just encourage them to listen to this show and to just encourage them to donate a, an extra deer to Hunters for the Hungry, that will help those in need. What better way, guys, to get out of the house and tell your wife, honey, I'm just trying to go do God's work and go donate a deer <laughs> to the homeless because if I don't kill this deer, they're not going to eat, right? I mean, that's... <laughs> now, I've, I always tell my wife, honey, I'm doing the Lord's work, but I get that eye roll too. So, yeah. <laughs> so But you've been doing that for years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's just the one obvious reason, way to get out and say, you know what? Trophy hunting is one thing, but in most most deer hunters that I know they take that deer and they eat that deer eventually. That, that They use that for to be a good good steward of, of, of the creation and what God has made. But there's also another option to be able to go out and get another deer for that exact purpose. Or, like you all do, I think that's a great mindset to say, I'm going to go get the first deer for donation, and then after that it's just I keep. Right? Yeah, and if we, if, if we could all just shoulder tap one other hunter, whether we hunt or not as a listener it, we just shoulder tap one or two other hunters and say hey would you be willing to donate an extra deer uh, it would take our you know hopefully we get about a thousand deer that are donated this you know this past hunting season and it's all it's going to end what in about a week or so week yes. and a half or so um but th- this coming fall if we could all shoulder tap one person to go h- harvest one extra deer just think of of the thousands of meals that we could be providing for those in need right so if you're listening to the show go to our facebook page listen to the podcast take this show and forward it and tag someone you know who's a hunter so they can hear so that's the first thing that we, we, we need more hunters roger what's the second thing we need well i'm a 501c and how the program works is 
I work off donations in order to be able to pay for that processing of that deer. So I have to set a quota for all my processors based on the funds that I get on a yearly basis. So I'm always looking for more funding in order to make sure that when a hunter brings a deer in, I'm able to pay that processing cost. So, so if I if I if I would donate a hundred dollars to Hunters for the Hungry, that's going to go to help process the meat, that right. then goes straight to those who are in need. Right, and you'll also get a tax. It's and it's tax deductible. Tax deductible. Five hundred one c three. Right. So, um, how how do our listeners how do they donate? The easiest way is to go to our website, and we have a donate button right right there on the website. Um, if, if they want to, let's say that they don't have a computer, they could write a check. They could write a check. Our address is on there. Send, send us a check, and uh, we'll be glad to pay it. And we're, we're actually getting a lot more uh, through uh, – we're, we're looking at social media a lot more, and we did a few more podcasts, a, a few newspaper articles, and we're getting a lot more individuals that are donating, and I'm really grateful for that. So, 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 a, so a, 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 a creative way is the hunter could actually – um, take his deer in and say, I'm going to pay for the processing. And, that, and it, could, could, could they do that as they well? Can, they can do it that way, but we prefer that they just go ahead and donate through uh, our website. It makes it a lot cleaner for the processor because the processor doesn't really have heat. That's an added step for him. Okay. So, but, but, but we'll take it. <laughs> so um, you need more hunters. You need more, more deer. Yeah. You need more funding. Right. And then I need more processors. I mean, it's, Honestly, it's a dying art out there in, in the state. I mean, it's a hard business. You're, it's, it's very uh, seasonal for just for deer. So what we're doing is uh, we're looking at processors that are open uh, throughout the year that actually do uh, uh, other animals, you know, your cows, pigs, and uh, that, that uh, our slaughterhouses in, and then actually do deer during the year, the, during the season as well. So we're looking for people like that and say, hey, if you're doing that, would you like to be part of our network? And that's how we're picking more up. That's so. that's that's really good. Um, no, I was just going to say that the website is kyhuntersforthehungry.info. That's kyhuntersforthehungry.info to do all of those three things. If you're a processor who knows his way around a fillet knife and can take care of that meat, if you're, a, 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 you know, you say donations, you know, a company, if a company wanted to, a corporate wanted to say, hey, we want to make a donation, you'll take those just as easily All as right. you'll take an individual, right? I've, actually, I have a uh, gentleman that's part of our Bible study that he's not a hunter, but he said, hey, we donate every year to something. I'll donate to you. And so he's, he wrote us a check for $1,000. That's awesome. So I was, wow, I, I couldn't believe it. So, so Roger, what, what are you doing besides uh, newspaper articles, radio shows like this and others? How are you... How are you can we get the word out? Well, I'm going to trade shows a lot, you know, like the, a lot of the uh, expos, the hunting expos and stuff like that, and just really just interfacing and meeting with people. We're working with the uh, Commissioner Quarles, the Department for Department of Agriculture. They're putting on a, uh, a fundraising dinner that we're part of the uh, recipient for, uh, serving up uh, solutions for hunger, which is part of the governor's uh, gov- uh, hum- uh, hunger initiative. So just different different venues and different sportsmen's groups uh they also donate to us uh if they have a raffle or something they might put something in their uh their banquet to that that would go to us as well so there's all different kinds of avenues that we can that we're tapping and reaching out to people just getting getting our name out there in front of the public more that's awesome um roger thanks for your heart 
for those in need because I think so many times we we can just drive by you know s- those folks who are less fortunate those in need and I, I just I just love how do we take the surplus of venison and we can channel it to those who are in need I, I, I just love that heart so thanks you're welcome Kurt hey um uh we're, we're gonna wrap up right now but would you pray for us guys that we would be men who would be generous? Would you pray that we would be um, men who would have a heart for those who are in need? Would you pray for us, Roger? Sure, Kurt. love to. Lord, thank you for the sportsmen in Kentucky and their generous heart and everything that uh, you've done for us and for our organization. And Lord, for this radio ministry as well, Lord, and and all the people that we're reaching, and Lord, people who are not even hunters, and please uh, keep us all safe, and keep this ministry going, and Lord, just bless all those who give, and all those who receive, mm-hmm. in the Lord's name we pray. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So here are some facts. There's 684 people in Kentucky who are living in poverty. One out of every four Kentucky children, in some con- some counties, uh, that's about 55% of children are living in poverty. And Kentucky ranks fifth in the nation for the uh, residents who are living in poverty at 17%. Now, the statistics I just threw out, you could go to any state and have stats that are out of whack that are just, they're not right. They shouldn't be that way. And so uh, it, it, the, the amount of meals, again, for one pound of meat, it was going to do about four meals and 40 pounds. That's 160 meals for one deer, approximately, give or take. So if we had 10 people listen to this show and they out went out and got 10 extra deer, then you're talking about four meals per pound, 160 times 10, that's 1,600 meals. That's incredible. Yeah, 1,600 meals to feed someone, and there's someone who needs that meal. So we would love for you to shoulder tap someone, send this podcast to someone, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com, and uh uh, just type in Solid Steps Radio. You can also go to furthestofministries.org, click on the mic, and uh, be able to help uh, Kentucky Hunters for the Hungry. That's kyhuntersforthehungry.info. And if you're in another state, I guarantee you, you Google uh, deer donations and you can find somebody within earshot of where you live to be able to take a deer. That would be a great way to be able to go out and help the hungry. So thank you for listening and uh, we'll be back next week, Lord willing, and uh, we hope you go out and get a deer and uh, donate it to the hungry hunters for the hungry. Thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio.